是一条让我能触摸祖先的路。song and dance spectacular is called A Thousand Returns to the Western Regions. After two years of work, the show is in final rehearsals. The cast of 360 comes from China, Russia, Georgia, and Ukraine through a series of performances highlighting their unique national cultures. They will describe the eternal and romantic civilization of the Silk Road. This is a business clothes, and uh, before in history, uh, this uh, like this clothes, uh, this person make a uh, business in Silk Road. Здравствуйте, меня зовут Аня. Я из России. Я танцовщица. Я уже не первый год работаю в Китае. Мне очень нравится эта страна. Мне очень нравятся люди, которые здесь живут. Я считаю, что в Китае очень древняя культура, очень красивый. Curtain rises, the epic dreamland of the western regions is revealed. The scene changes to show the snow-covered mountains, desert poplars and caves of an ancient kingdom which lay on the Silk Road. Its name was Lolan. Traditional melody has its origins in another ancient kingdom, Kucha. It is complemented by the poignant and sumptuous music of the Uyghur people.
such is the richness of Silk Road culture. The varied cultural heritage of the Silk Road was built up over many centuries of exchange between East and West. Marco Polo was 21 years old when he arrived in China. In all, the Venetian traveler would spend 17 years in the country. He left in 1292, departing from the port of Chuanzhou and arriving in Venice three years later. He trudged across vast deserts and sailed across tempestuous seas, covering the routes of both the Silk Road and its maritime equivalent. Five centuries before Marco Polo, a Chinese adventurer had done something similar. His name was Du Huan. In 751 AD, he found himself in the great city of Samarkand, which at the time was part of the Arab Empire, ruled by the Abbasid Caliphate. In Samarkand, he and other Chinese artisans passed on the skills of papermaking, textile production, and iron smelting. Duhuan also traveled extensively throughout the Arab world, reaching as far as the city of Alexandria in Egypt. After 11 years of travel, he took a merchant ship from the Persian Gulf and returned home by sea. After returning home, Du wrote the Qingxingxi, or Record of Travels. This was an account of his experiences in the Arab world. Only 1,500 words of the book have survived. Still, this fragment offers a unique description of the geography, products, and folk customs of West Asia and North Africa, and especially of Arabian medicine. Marco Polo, Duquan, and other ancient travelers along the Silk Road by sharing their cultures helped develop a vast store of knowledge. This mosque is a legacy of Islam's first expansion into China. It was built in 1009 AD, at the time of the Northern Song Dynasty. Merchants in their thousands from across the ocean settled in the vicinity of Chuanzhou's mosque. Many of them are buried here. Hundreds of Islamic tombs have been discovered in Chuanzhou, along with Christian and even Manichaean ones. 
inscriptions in ancient Assyria, Arabic, Persian, and Chinese testify to Chuanzhou's importance as a thriving international port city. It was a place where merchants from every corner of the known world gathered and where cultures met and converged. The quotation attributed to the Prophet Muhammad reads, you should strive for knowledge even as far as China. Travel-worn and weary, Persian and Arab merchants would arrive in China. They came for trade and business, and also to study technology and civilization. They brought with them from the Muslim world knowledge of astronomy, pharmacology, and geography. Over the centuries, the Silk Road and Maritime Silk Road developed from simple trade routes into channels for sharing knowledge. It wasn't only goods that were exchanged along them, but information, cultures, and ideas to the benefit of the civilizations of both East and West. Dawn every day, nine-year-old Yanlong crosses the border into China on his way to school. He lives in a town called Monshou in Myanmar, His school is just one kilometer away. Yanlong attends a school called Silver Well, China's first ever cross-border primary school. There are several other students from Myanmar at the school. Teaching is bilingual in ethnic Dai and Chinese. Every morning, more than 60 students from Myanmar cross the border to get to the school. They receive the same free education as their Chinese classmates. 
although the children come from two different countries, they are connected by friendship. Curry Chilla and her husband are leaving home early today. They're going to China across the border. Zhezhang County in Kazakhstan borders Jemini County in the Xinjiang region of China. Many of the residents of the two counties are related. A daily shuttle bus operates between the two counties. The Chinese authorities have taken steps to facilitate border clearance for Kazakhs, who regularly cross the border. Chila visits Gemini every month to do some basic shopping. However, this trip is different. She and her husband are attending their niece's wedding. A traditional Kazakh wedding features the custom of the crying marriage, when a daughter expresses her sadness at leaving home to move far away. People on the two sides of the border have been neighbors for generations. The regular contact ensures that life here is peaceful. Noon and after a morning's work, Aliyah comes to the beauty salon. This evening, she'll be hosting a New Year's party. Aliyah is a graduate of the China University of Petroleum, where she met her husband. After she graduated, she got a job with the Almaty branch of Sinopec. family life and her job give her the sense that she shares a close bond with China. At the New Year's party, Alia sings her favorite Chinese song, Fairy Tale. Wow. 
such ways, cultural communication and exchange deepens friendships among different countries. They also promote cooperation in the economy and trade. Forty-three-year-old Zhang Hong is an assistant manager at QPC Operating Company, part of Apache Corporation. As a senior manager with a multinational corporation, he has a rich and varied professional background. In Egypt, Zhang and his Chinese colleagues have been working as part of a project group. It's staffed mainly by a management team from the U.S. Collaboration is proving highly fruitful. Through the fusion of their different nationalities and cultures, Chinese, Americans, and Egyptians are learning and borrowing ideas from one another. I think the really important thing is for us to uh, not let the, the differences preclude us getting things done uh, where, where we have common interests. And among the biggest common interests are the economic interests. Ms. Gulk is an industrial base in the second biggest city in Hungary. The 270-year-old Miskolc University is a comprehensive university that specializes in engineering. This time must be in August 2013, Miskolc University and Beijing University of Chemical Technology jointly established a Confucius Institute, the third in Hungary. Among the students is a group of Hungarian employees and senior executives. They work for Borsad, part of Wanhua Group. The Chinese language lessons are tailor-made for them. Wanhua Group, with its headquarters in Yantai, China, purchased the Mizgolk-based Borsod Company in 2011 through an offshore holding company. Initially, however, things didn't go well. Borsod's executives and employees were unfamiliar with Wanhua's enterprise culture. So it proved extremely difficult for the two sides to work effectively together. Wanhua realized that the key to the success of the acquisition was cultural integration. So 
织主管和原，特别是主管，各级管理层成员，请他们来讨论，来认识。那么要结合他们自己的体会，结合他们的认识，来写出自己的体会。这样总结出来以后，它就不是万华的文化了，就变成万华跟 B 系融合以后新的，是个 B 系的。能带着必须走出困境的良好文化了。文化 and the Confucius Institute at Mizgalk University have now entered a long-term cooperative relationship. Through the carefully designed training course, the Hungarian employees and executives gain a deeper understanding of Chinese culture. 今天我们去野餐，非常好。Minta Confucius Intézetéigazgatója, Confucius Institutes are now found all over the world, promoting not only Chinese language and culture, but also the Confucian ideal of harmony in diversity. In this way, they are reflecting a theme in modern society of achieving common development through exchange and mutual learning among civilizations. People have found various ways of drawing closer to one another in order to enhance their mutual understanding and advance hand in hand. After school, the children play football. Their enthusiasm testifies to their deep love of the game. Many of them aspire to follow in the footsteps of friends who are no longer here, but are now in Europe. Boys is more than an enjoyable pastime. Potentially, it's a way to realize their dreams. As part of the development of the Evergrande International Football School in Guangzhou, a group of young Chinese players have been sent to Madrid for three years of professional training. Tursin, a 13-year-old Uyghur, misses his primary school back home and playing football with his friends, but he also appreciates the benefits of being here. The 
voice training is demanding, but it's also well-structured. To their coach, these talented youngsters are the future of Chinese football. Lo que tenían cada vez es más ganas de venir a entrenar, de ir al colegio, de conocer a los chicos y chicas españoles. Les hemos hecho actividades diferentes al fútbol con chicos y chicas españoles de su edad y la verdad es que se han integrado sorprendentemente bien. Eso ha sido una de las cosas que más, bueno, más nos ha impactado, ¿no? La facilidad que han tenido para para sentirse dentro, integrados dentro de las situaciones que se les ha planteado. Spain is well known around the world for its football. Tursen appreciates that football offers him a great opportunity in life. Goal after completing his training here in three years is to turn professional. Along the routes of the Belt and Road, daily exchanges are taking place in the fields of education and technology, culture, and academia. Together, people are working to build an intellectual, healthy, green, and peaceful Silk Road for the modern era. Ganya Chun is visiting the Xixia New Area in Shanxi with her tutor. These principles coincide with Gan's current research. Ganya Chun is a student from India. She's working on her PhD degree at Xi'an's Jiaotong University doing research on climate and environmental change. Her hope is to return to India and there help improve the natural environment using the professional expertise she has acquired in China. After three years in Xi'an, Gan has learned to appreciate this historic city's profound cultural heritage. She also finds the local people very welcoming. When she heard that Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi would be visiting China, she wrote to him, inviting him to Xi'an so he could visit Big Goose Pagoda and the Terracotta Army. In May 2015, when Prime Minister Modi visited China, his first stop was Xi'an. He visited Big Goose Pagoda, the place where the monk Xuanzang translated the Buddhist scriptures he'd acquired in India. 
foreign students like Ganya Chun are studying at universities all across China. In 2014, almost 380,000 overseas students from 203 countries and regions were studying at 775 colleges and universities, research institutes, and teaching institutions across China. This was an increase of over 20,000 from 2013. <laughs> Although they come from different cultural backgrounds, they all share the same appreciation for the tolerance, openness, and diversity of Chinese culture. And also cultural influences, and it, uh, it's a very strong message nowadays when we see, unfortunately, conflict, uh, um, sectarianism uh, divides among uh, uh, different people in different cultures. Uh, it is just what President Xi Jinping declared and announced as initially, just the opposite. It is about uh, uh, looking what is in common in this culture and what can bring people together and not what divides people. I think this is a, a very powerful message nowadays in the world. On June 17, 2015, an exclusive dinner was held in Paris. It was attended by leading European figures in the fields of politics, industry, and business. The main topics of conversation were the Silk Road Economic Zone, China, and Europe. Wu Jianmin, the former Chinese ambassador to France, was invited to give a speech on the subject of the Belt and Road. Merci, Jean Daniel. For Europe, the Belt and Road Initiative represents significant opportunities. By aligning its development strategy with the opening of the Belt and Road, Europe can meet its needs through closer exchange and cooperation in areas such as the humanities, politics, and the economy. Elles ont créé la confiance qui leur permet de se comprendre et de bâtir les grands projets du 21e siècle. Donc voilà, la route de la soie, ça doit être en même temps de l'accueil. Et nous, nous voulons. Nous le disons d'ailleurs de façon très claire. Minsk, the political and economic center of Belarus, is a city with a history of nearly 1,000 years. The Minsk Beijing Hotel combines traditional Chinese style with a sense of modernity. It's the day after the first snowfall of the year and Natalia arrives early for work. Today, she and the hotel's Chinese executives will be receiving some distinguished foreign guests. I 
我每天都有机会接触到中国文化，呃，接触到中国人，所以我的目的是帮助中白文化，也就是沟通、接触，就是互相理解，呃，互相帮忙。As a cooperative project, the construction of the Minsk-Beijing Hotel received considerable support from the two governments. It has become a major platform for business and cultural exchange between China and Belarus, and between China and Europe. Chitkina has been working at a Chinese institution in Vientiane ever since she graduated from college. She deals with Chinese people every day. To help her in her work, Chitkina is trying to learn Chinese. A daily radio broadcast is a big help. This is the first Chinese language broadcast on Laos national radio. The broadcast is produced jointly by China Radio International and Laos National Radio. In addition to news, it carries programs on Chinese literature and art and tourism. The show's listeners are mainly Laotians learning Chinese and Chinese living in Laos. Although the Belt and Road is largely focused on promoting trade and cultural exchange, there are other key aspects of its development. An example is the Health Silk Road. The China Guinea Friendship Hospital has been fighting Ebola for over a year. In 2014, the Ebola epidemic spread throughout West Africa. Chinese relief supplies and medical personnel quickly arrived in the affected areas. Chen Shu and his medical team were among those sent to Conakry. Hi, 
啊，我查刚查完房，你看我这呃，问老妈，看我看看杨老妈，按时吃药啊，吃药比输液还重要啊。如果有什么不舒服的，您到时候说，到时候我给您调，好吧？啊，现在吃药不舒服的，挺好的。啊，行。In the battle against Ebola, China provided emergency humanitarian aid worth 750 million yuan. By March 2015. A total of 1,000 Chinese medical personnel had been sent to West Africa. In ways like this, China has shouldered its international responsibilities and, through its actions, demonstrated a humanitarian spirit. Deepening cooperation in environmental protection and achieving green development, people are working together in the field of ecological engineering. In other words, they are building a green Silk Road. This is Astana, the capital of Kazakhstan. Tree species and technology from China are being used to build an ecological barrier for this emerging metropolis. Located on dry grassland, where sandstorms are a regular problem, Astana is called the capital of wind. In developing Astana into a modern, livable city, the local authorities are planting trees around it and establishing an ecological shelter. A key participant in the project, with its experience in ecological construction in arid areas, is the Xinjiang Ecology and Geography Research Institute. Chinese technology has been widely employed to support the construction of the ecological barrier around the Kazakh capital, from the cultivation and introduction of tree species to the completion of a test base and demonstration area. In all, 700,000 hectares of urban shelter forests are being established in Astana. The city is now regarded as a model of ecological construction along the Belt and Road. In everything from culture and education to medicine and ecology, people along the Belt and Road are realizing the dream of mutual benefit and win-win results on the basis of shared learning. Amayasala is a small town in Egypt's Damietta Governorate. It's a remote place, several hours' drive away from the nearest big city. Alasacha runs a small commodities company. His China-made household items and handicrafts have proved very popular among the local people. Allah buys most of his goods from China through an online retailer. 
Today, the retailer is paying him a visit. The guest is called Aid. He is the founder of an e-commerce website. Although he's Egyptian, Aid has set up his headquarters in Dubai. Dubai is the financial and trade center of the Middle East. People and information from all over the world flood the city. Aid is a regular visitor to Dubai's Dragon Mart. It's the largest distribution center in the Middle East for small commodities, many of them coming from China. Aid's ambition is to develop his e-commerce site into a convenient platform for business cooperation between the Arab world and China. Aid has found new business opportunities on another platform. The China Arabia Exposition held in Yunchuan is an arena for generating win-win cooperation between the Arab world and China. Yinchuan in China's west, Dubai in the Middle East, and Almaya Salah, a small town in Egypt, are thousands of miles apart. But they are linked and are being drawn more closely together by the Belt and Road. modern world, connectivity is essential as the basis for achieving win-win cooperation. Connectivity is even extending into outer space. In order to promote communication connectivity, an information silk road is being built through the development of space information communication technology. October 22, 2015, during his state visit to the UK, President Xi Jinping toured the headquarters of Inmarsat in London. Inmarsat is an international joint venture operating a global satellite network offering communication and positioning services for governments and business, shipping, and aviation. An agreement has now been signed by China and the UK, according to which Inmarsat will provide satellite communication services for the Belt and Road, guaranteeing communication in more remote areas. I think at the moment the usage is lower, but it, we see it as an area that in the next decade will grow extremely quickly, uh, particularly when pump primed uh, by uh, Chinese uh, investment among other, other nations. It's an area with enormous potential. Um, what's lacking in that area is 
21st century infrastructure. And when you think of the Silk Road, we see Inmasat's Global Express products as a digital Silk Road, a digital enabler that through the power of connectivity, particularly super-fast mobile broadband connectivity, will complement economic, financial and political investment to stimulate the region's growth. This is a remote sensing satellite ground station located in Sanya, Hainan province. Similar ground stations are found all across China. Together they form a network which receives Earth observation data from a number of satellites. China is gradually expanding its Earth observation technology into a network covering the whole world. The key components are meteorological satellites, ocean satellites, environment and disaster warning satellites, and navigation satellites. Data from the network is providing spatial information and environmental information support for the countries and regions along the Belt and Road. Ladiang 汉青拼发。那么过去这几年呢，我们用我们的遥感技术为他们建立了汉青建设系统。Snow-covered mountain peaks are reflected in the lake, which is surrounded by spruce trees. This vision of peace and mystery is the heavenly pond in the Tianshan Mountains, known as the Jade Pool in ancient times. In 2013, Heavenly Pond was recognized as a World Natural Heritage Site. Extending across the Eurasian hinterland, the Tianshan Mountains are the world's farthest mountains from the sea. In 2014, the Chang'an Tianshan Corridor was listed as a World Cultural Heritage Site. The original application had been submitted jointly by China, Kyrgyzstan, and Kazakhstan. This listing of key sections of the Silk Road as natural and cultural heritage sites has caused people to reflect on history and focus on the present and the future. Since the Belt and Road Initiative was proposed in 2013, Work on it has been progressing steadily in terms of physical development and enhanced cooperation. To date, China has signed agreements on joint construction with some 30 countries and on production capacity cooperation with more than 20 countries. It has established 46 cooperation zones with 17 countries, and Chinese enterprises have invested more than 14 billion US dollars and created 60,000 jobs in its partner countries.
The Asian Infrastructure Investment Bank has officially begun operation with the participation of 57 countries. The Silk Road Fund and the China-Eurasia Economic Cooperation Fund have also been set up. China is funding 10,000 students from the countries along the Belt and Road each year to study or conduct research at its universities. In 2015, bilateral trade between China and the participating countries in the Belt and Road exceeded 1 trillion U.S. dollars, accounting for 25% of China's total foreign trade. Chinese enterprise has invested $15 billion in countries along the routes, an increase of 18% year-on-year. Investment by the participating countries in China exceeded $8.2 billion, an annual increase of 25%. We 在世界和平与发展的竞争当中，留下了深刻的中国的印记。Through joint discussions and construction and sharing, people are building a new dream of prosperity and development along the ancient Silk Road. On June 22, 2016, during his visit to Uzbekistan. President Xi Jinping delivered a keynote speech under the title, Working Together to Create New Brilliance of the Silk Road. He said that the countries along the Belt and Road have obvious advantages in terms of market size and resources, and that they are highly complementary and offer huge potential. China is ready to seize the historic opportunities with all parties, including Uzbekistan, to deal with the various risks and challenges and to move the construction of the Belt and Road forward to a higher level and a broader space. This new approach to global governance is a Chinese solution offered to the world. It's an ideal for achieving common prosperity and development that's full of Eastern wisdom. The weight of history only becomes heavier through years of deluge. The steps of time only become more solid after trudging over obstacles. The immortal poplars standing tall in the desert. The camels walking across the sand. The billowing sails on the blue sea. These vivid images symbolize the civilization of the Silk Road. Several centuries ago, the Silk Road fell silent. Now, the Belt and Road Initiative is promising a future of common prosperity and development for the countries along the routes.
on August 17, 2016, at a forum on promoting the construction of the Belt and Road, President Xi Jinping proposed several areas of focus. They were policy communication, facilities connectivity, trade flow, financing circulation, and connection among people. Specifically, he referred to the building of a green Silk Road, a health Silk Road, an intellectual Silk Road, and a peaceful Silk Road. He called for the construction of the Belt and Road to move forward step by step and for it to benefit the people of all the countries along the routes. Mutual respect, mutual trust, win-win cooperation, and mutual learning among civilizations. These are the ideals embodied in the Belt and Road and the historical mission entrusted to it. The Belt and Road's development will not only shape the common destiny of people in the countries and regions along the routes, it will also help realize the dream shared by all of humankind of worldwide peace and prosperity.